1: I'm an old guy, so I like old things. That's not to say that I don't like new things. I do like new things. There's a lot of new things that I like. But being an old dude who's not really all that old, really, in the grand scheme of things, I'm not an old man. Now, my back would disagree. My knees would disagree. But I'm, I'm a rather old personality, I guess. I don't know what I'm trying to say. I like old things. Or at least I like things that were new when I was young. Does that make sense? I think what I'm trying to say here is that I'm going to talk about a movie today, and it's from 1987, I guess. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. I mean, I'm feeling sort of confident about what that is that I'm trying to say. Let's just start the show. The following podcast is going to contain spoilers along with me, just a regular guy talking about all the things I love, such as comics, movies, television, music, and books. So yeah, proceed at your own risk. Welcome to another episode of Just Another Fanboy. I'm your host. My name is Steven. Even Steven. (laughs) Never. Don't know why I said that. Don't know why I said that. You know, it's like sometimes you're in a room with somebody and you're feeling uncomfortable and you just blurt out dumb things because you, you, you feel the need to throw something into the silence. Normally, I don't. I love the silences. The silences in life are like some of my favorite things. But sometimes you just, you feel, you kind of, you kind of get that feeling that the person that you're in that room with, they are uncomfortable about the silence. And so then that makes you uncomfortable because they're uncomfortable. And so you throw something out there. Even Steven, that's, you know, my name. It rhymes with the word even. Doesn't really rhyme with too much more except for maybe leaving. I'm even Steven and I'm leaving. That's about it. I'm sure there are others. Anyway, I watched a movie this weekend. Classic, classic movie. I don't know how many times I've seen it, but as I'm watching it with my wife, I'm trying not to cause her to be annoyed with me because I keep saying the lines from the movie before the actor or actress says them. Now, the movie I'm talking about is from 1987, and it's Raising Arizona with Nicolas Cage, Holly Hunter, uh, John Goodman's in there, Randall Tex Cobb is in there, and this, like I said, 1987, and a couple of months ago, I tried to get one of my kids, I tried to get Simon to watch it with me. And Simon, trying, trying to get Simon to watch anything that's not on YouTube is, is a hard thing to do. If he's not watching it on his phone and it's not 12 minutes or less, he's not all that interested. Every once in a while, I can pry him away from the YouTube with some Star Wars, stuff like that. But in general, if he has no idea what it is I'm talking about, and th- then he just has no interest. And so I made a deal with him. I said, look, watch the first 15 minutes of this movie, and if you don't want to watch anymore, we don't have to watch anymore. So we watched the first 15 minutes, and he was hooked. Now, I don't think we ever actually finished it <laughs> is the problem. I can't remember why. Something came up, and we weren't able to finish it. But... Karen my wife and I were uh watching we were watching some some TV in the bedroom this weekend and she said she just I can't remember how it came up but she quoted uh one of Holly Hunter's lines and uh she's just sitting there on the bed and we're having a conversation and she's I think we're just talking about life talking about the kids talking about things and she says jokingly everything's changed and Holly Hunter says that in the in the movie Raising Arizona and she just said uh, now I want to watch Raising Arizona and I said I'll go get it. And so we sat down and watched this movie. If you've not seen it, if you're if you're somewhat youngish, if you're a youngin and you haven't watched the movie or if you've known about this movie all along but you've avoided it because it's got Nicolas Cage in it, you're doing yourself a disservice. Now this is a Coen Brothers movie and uh at one point in the middle of the movie, I turned to my wife and I said, isn't it a shame that this is like the greatest role Nick Cage has ever played? And he did it very early in his career. He's never he's played some if you're if you like Nick Cage, I can get into some Nicolas Cage once in a while. He, I'm not a huge I'm not like a uh, oh, my gosh, I have to see everything like Nicholas Cage is in, which is good because he's in a lot of crap. He is practically, I mean, I'm surprised we're not playing Six Degrees with Nicolas Cage at this point, but I have seen a number of movies that Nicolas Cage has been in, and I have enjoyed a number of movies in which he has been in, and I have enjoyed him in those movies, but Raising Arizona is the greatest performance of his entire lifetime. It just is. It's a fact I will wrestle anybody to the ground who tries to disagree with me, except I probably won't because I'm sure somebody could make a great case for another movie. But so if you haven't seen it, I urge you to go see it. Let me tell you a little bit about it. So Nicholas Cage plays a character named H.I. McDonough. And that's the first line in the movie is my name is H.I. McDonough. Call me Hi. He, uh, He's a petty criminal. he robs convenience stores. he robs them with a gun that is unloaded which allows him to uh, get out of jail you know he goes to, he goes to prison and he gets back out on parole, he goes back to prison and you know it's not it's not considered armed robbery if the gun ain't loaded. And so when he is arrested, one of the times he's arrested uh, he meets Edwina Ed. She uh that's played by Holly, she's played by Holly Hunter, and she's the officer that is processing him. She uh one of her first lines is turn to the right, and she's she's taking his you know she's taking his mugshots. And he just he just falls in love with her right away. So the second time he's arrested, this all happens within the first 10 minutes of the movie. The second time he's arrested. She's processing him, but she's in tears and he asks her what's wrong. And she says, my fiancé left me. And, uh, he tells her that, that you tell him, you see him that he's a damn fool. And, uh, he basically, you know, he doesn't quite profess his love to her, but he pretty much tells her that he thinks she's the greatest thing since sliced bread. So then the third time he is arrested, he asks her to marry him. No, that's not true. Um, He gives her a ring because then after he gets out of prison that third time, he comes into the court. He comes into the the station to ask her to marry him Um, because it's it's such a funny moment because she's processing another another uh, criminal. And he's at the board where she's taking his, his photograph and he comes in and he tells her, you know, I don't remember his exact line. But he says his line to her that's basically like, I'm I'm asking for your hand in marriage. And then he turns to look at the guy who's in handcuffs that's having his photo taken, and he says, Howdy, Kurt. And it's just, he, Nicolas Cage is so good in this movie. There's no way that I'm going to be able to project how funny he is. And a lot of it's due to the writing. The The, the Cohen brothers, has they, they've written just such a great movie. So Holly Hunter and, uh, well, Hi and Ed they get married and they try having kids. They um, they move into a, a trailer or as he refers to it a, a mobile home or a starter home in suburban Tempe. and uh, they start trying to have kids, but they find out that she's barren and uh, or as as he puts it, her insides are a rocky place where his seed can find no purchase. And uh, they start they they're both very depressed. They're, they, they were having such a happy marriage and now they can't have kids and they've just let everything go. And Ed has even quit her job. She's no longer working for the police department and High finds himself driving past convenience stores that are not on the way home. But then something happens. They see a uh, 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 a, a news story on TV about the Arizona quince, And this is uh, uh, five kids that were born to Florence and Nathan Arizona. Nathan Arizona is a famous guy in their their local area because he owns a furniture store called Unpainted Arizona where you can buy unpainted furniture. And so they decide they got five kids. They got more than they can handle. They're going to go get one of them, take the kid, and raise it as their own. And then, like I said, that's like the first ten minutes of the movie. And then it just goes from there. John Goodman and I, I can't remember who plays his brother. They were in prison with uh, High, and they break out at one point and rob a bank. And it's, it is a funny, classic movie. I think it still holds up to this day. It's got a bunch of great lines in it that I would love to recite to you, but I would not do them justice. Um, an example would be, there's this great sequence where where High goes into a convenience store to rob it. He uh, he's with he's with Ed and the new baby Nathan Junior. Um, they pull into a convenience store and uh, High, High announces that Nathan needs some Huggies, so he goes into the convenience store. He pulls a uh, a thing of pantyhose off the off the rack. He grabs a thing of huggies, he approaches the counter with the pantyhose over his face, the huggies under one arm, and a and a pistol in the in, in the other hand. And he tells the guy behind the counter, I'll be taking these huggies and any cash you got there behind the counter. And so as he is robbing this convenience store, Ed out in the car, she's reading a story to Nathan, little Nathan Jr. She looks up, she sees what's happening. She's very upset about it. She yells at him a couple times through the window, uh, gets out of the car, comes around to the driver's side, gets back in and drives away. So there's this whole sequence then when uh, a high is running from the police because as he leaves the the convenience store, the police are pulling up – the, the the kid behind the counter comes at him with a gun and this just this wonderful chase sequence where at one point he's uh he's running through the streets of this uh Arizona suburban Tempe, I guess it would be, Tempe, Arizona, and um this old man in a truck, he he flags this old man in a truck down to give him a ride, and he's still got the pantyhose on his head, and the, the old man looks at him and goes, Son. You got a penny on your head, and again, I'm not doing it justice. I really shouldn't be trying to recite to you these wonderful lines and try to re- try to uh, to to, you know, tell you how great these sequences are. You really have to see the movie if you are a fan of of the Coen Brothers. You've probably already seen it, but you have. But if you haven't, I really urge you to. It's such I. I don't know why I'm still talking about it because I've mentioned it over and over and over. It's a wonderful movie. I think everybody should see it at least once in their lives. Especially if you're if especially if you're not a fan of Nick Cage. If you have avoided all Nick Cage movies because you don't like him as an actor, you should really try Raising Arizona. Cause it's almost like it's not Nicolas Cage. He is a he is a completely he is H. I McDonough. He is a completely different person. So I'm begging you, I'm begging you to give this movie a chance. I can't imagine that there's people out there that haven't seen it. Anybody that's my age, if you haven't seen it, if you if you were born in the, uh, you know, if you grew up in the 80s, you've seen this movie more than likely. But if you haven't, if you avoided it, go see it. And here's the thing. Here's what I want you to do. I'm giving you all a homework assignment. Whether you've seen the movie or not, I want you to go watch the movie as soon as humanly possible. Go watch it and then report back to me at feedback at stephenRls.com and just give me your thoughts on the movie. Even if you've you don't even, if you if you've watched it recently, if you've watched it uh, recently enough or often enough that you don't have to go out and watch it to go give me your thoughts. Just give me your thoughts, and maybe we'll talk about them again. You know, we'll talk about it again on a later episode, or we'll we'll do a a, uh, Raising Arizona feedback episode in which I go through everybody's thoughts and comments. But I'd really love to hear from people who've never seen it and then go out and watch it and, you know, rent it. I don't... Unfortunately, I don't know that it's available on any streaming services. I don't. I don't know. I haven't looked that up at this point. Uh, we just happen to own it on DVD. Um, but yeah, I'd really be interested to hear what people who've never seen it how they how they how they perceive the movie, what the movie does for them, how it makes them feel. Because I've seen it at least double digits, at the least, and I'm talking mid, maybe uh, uh, mid to low double digits. I don't know. 20, 30, 40 times. Who knows? But I've seen it enough that I can speak most of the dialogue before they say it, and yet I laugh every time I watch it. Raisin Arizona, folks. That's my episode. I'm Steven, and I'm Just Another Fanboy. Be nice to each other. Just Another Fanboy is a presentation of the Steven or Else podcast. Questions and comments can be directed to feedback at stevenorelse.com. You can support the show for as little as a dollar a month at patreon.com slash Orr and get instant access to the My Other Podcast podcast, a weekly show about whatever crawls its way into my tiny little mind just moments before I tap record. You can find me on the World Wide Web at StephenOrElse.com or find me on Twitter and Instagram by searching for at StephenOrElse. Bye-bye, Daddy. Good job. Ooh.